guys, and welcome to our special episode about getting prepared for the free response of the A-Push exam in May. Now, this exam is organized into multiple choice and free response, where the free response is broken down into short answer questions, a long essay question, as well as a document-based question that you must be able to answer with grace and agility. Now, how do you get prepared? It's important to know what each kind of question is first. In short, a short essay question, aka an SAQ, is a series of related questions about historical era or event asking you to either argue, compare, or analyze a cause and effect situation. Now, these responses are to be between three and four sentences long per each question because each short essay question is broken down into three parts and make up a whopping 20% of your overall AP exam score. Now, you are given two mandatory short essay questions where they're supplied with either an image or certain quotes, and then you have an additional choice between the third and the fourth prompt that ask you simple questions with no additional sources provided. Now, for example, from the 2019 free response section in the SAQs, One of the prompts was, using the image above, which one depicts the first half of the 19th century, and then you are to answer parts A, B, and C. Now, they give you an image, The March of Destiny by Frank Triplett, drawn in 1883, and they ask three simple questions. I'm going to list them here, and then I will include a short break. Feel free to do that and look up the answers or the answer key online they are provided for you to be able to use and I really do recommend that you pause the podcast and do these questions okay so part a asks briefly describe one historical perspective expressed in the image part b briefly explain how one specific event or development in the period from 1800 to 1850 contributed to the process depicted in the image And part C, briefly explain one specific historical effect in the period from 1844 to 1890 that resulted from the process depicted in the image. Now, as I mentioned, the first one asks simply for an argument. What is your statement over the historical perspective? That is something that you could talk about and then briefly explain why you did that using the image provided and argue your perspective. Now, part B asks for a cause, and part C asks for an event, and they do give you very specific defined time periods which you must use and must acknowledge to be able to correctly answer the question. Now, moving on to the document-based question, or the DBQ, this is a question and an essay question that comes with a prompt and seven documents related in some way to one specific historical situation, asking you to either identify causes, compare, or describe changes or continuities, and you must use these documents, specifically six out of seven, to get maximum points and to support your argument. And now it accounts for 25 or one fourth of your total AP exam score. And the long essay question, another longer response question or your LEQ comes with multiple prompts that you can choose from and you must choose one about a specific historical situation asking you to either identify causes, compare or describe changes in continuities. For example, one of the LEQ prompts from the 2019 AP exam is 
evaluate the extent to which ideas of self-government influenced American colonial reaction to British imperial authority in the period from 1754 to 1776. Like I mentioned, this one is evaluating uh, cause and effect. Evaluate the ideas, um, to the extent to which ideas of self-government influenced. So what is the effect of these ideas of self-government? Now, the kicker is for the LEQ, you aren't given any resources or documents like you would be in the DBQ. This must, be, must come entirely from memory and must be historically accurate to the time period defined as it accounts for 15% of your overall AP exam score. Now, this prompt seems like a slam dunk to me, but if you're having any doubts, please go and catch up using our Period 3 and American Revolution podcast episodes, which are there for you to use at your ease. Now, each section comes with a rubric that you can easily look up online to see how points are divided and the qualifications to earn each point. Now, as I mentioned, it is very crucial that you practice these um, using these prompts that you can easily find online and use the rubrics provided too to practice not only to see and assess your content knowledge, but also to be comfortable because these are timed tests. And you must use these rubrics to grade your practice written responses so that you can prepare yourself for the specificity that you must answer your questions with. And yes, practice is essential to ensure success. One thing you won't find on those rubrics is how to hippo. Now you might be asking, what's hippoing? Hippo is a skill necessary to earn all seven points on your DBQ, but is specifically a way to break down and assess a document. Hippo is an acronym H standing for historical context, I standing for intended audience, P standing for purpose, the second P standing for point of view, and O standing for outside information. In both your DBQ and LAQ, you must provide good quality and specific historical context explaining what is happening within the time period you're looking at or leading up to the event in question. Historical context accounts for one point, on both your DBQ and LEQ rubrics. Now, outside information is also one point on your DBQ essay and practically counts for the entire content that you will provide in your LEQ essay, considering you aren't provided with any information or documents whatsoever. Now, intended audience, purpose, and point of view are things that you must acknowledge and define within your DBQ for three out of seven of your documents to earn as many points as possible. For example, if you were to prov- if someone were to provide you the Declaration of Independence as a source document on your DBQ, the purpose that you could identify would be to declare separation from Britain and to explore political and social autonomy from England and to try and have this so that colonists can prosper. Now, you must talk about how these qualities influence and support your doc, uh, your argument and must do it for three of seven of your arguments. And you can identify a different one each time, but you must do it at least th- on three different documents to ensure that you are earning the maximum amount of points. Now, like I mentioned, this is a simple breakdown of the types of questions that you will encounter on the free response, but the best way to prepare yourself in addition to knowing how it is set up and what to expect is to actually practice one so that you can get used to the time constraints and two to assess your content knowledge. 
Now, if you're finding that you're having issues with remembering your content knowledge, feel free to use the video, the podcast that we provide to remember and go through uh, the content and get the very important key things that you might be asked about um, on your free response. So we hope that this helped you and that it prepared you for what to expect on your FRQ. Remember, hippo, and be prepared for your DBQ, your LEQ, and your SAQ. Remember to study and good luck on your exam.